Welcome everybody to The Controverse, episode 5. Apparently it's a very important episode for us because someone told us after episode 5, most podcasts tend to quit. That's not what we intend to do, obviously. We're here to stick around, of course. We are now on episode 5. Today it's just me and Bello. And we are looking today to talk a little bit about change. Okay. Which of course can be an interesting top in many facets. So I'm very excited what Bella wants to talk about today. And do I hear him? Do I hear a bellow in the distance? Hello? Might I hear a bellow in the distance? Hello, hello. Tom, do you hear me? I hear a bellow. There we yes, go. Yes, there we go. How are you doing, my friend? Well, my hair's bad, but my mood is good. So I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, sir. Thank you so much for asking. Of and thanks course, for having me once again. Thank you for having me. I mean, I love being a guest on your show. <laughs> oh dear. Who, who, whose show is it? Is it your show? Is it my show? It is the show of the tribe. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. It's, it's the show, the show of, the of the people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As if we practiced That's what it, it is. <laughs> Man. So our topic of today is change, huh? Oh, what does that mean? Like, Apparently. <laughs> wh wh why? What, 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 is, what is change? Who, who, who thought of that? I, I was about to ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> when you told me, we, we were very, uh, you know, uh, I like to be kind of uh, blind in the preparation or blind enough. So mm -hmm. we don't say too much in advance. Which could be, you know, interesting for the podcast. So that's always yeah. a little bit hard. Like, how much do we prepare for these podcasts? Yes. And I guess today is kind of an experiment because we are, you know, basing our experiment totally off of one word, which is change. And yes. you proposed this word to me. Yeah. Um, so have you gone through some change this week, Bella? Absolutely. I went through a lot of changes, um, but I... You know why I wanted to talk about it? Because you know me for uh, quite a while now, and I am someone who likes to change his mind or, you know, opinion about things. And I keep changing my opinion. And in the first, was it the first or the second episode where we talk about AI? I had this creepy uh, idea about, oh my God, AI is going to destroy us. And now I've been working with AI for a couple of weeks now and I've changed my mind. And then I, I thought, you know, so many things have changed already after just a couple of weeks that I thought maybe we should dedicate a whole series about change because we also change, you know, we are on Twitch now, we're not on YouTube. Yeah, We, you know, a lot of things change. Things are constantly changing. And I think this is something that we should and could talk about. Mm -hmm. That's maybe also something to address, right? Where's Watch Bellow? What has happened to the Watch Bellow channel? Well, Watch Bellow has changed <laughs> into right. something else. It has become, when Watch Bellow started out, it was just an experiment for me to learn about Twitch, the platform Twitch and live streaming. And my idea was to kind of get in touch with people like you as it actually happened. And I wanted to do something bigger than just me. And so I guess Watch Bello went into a cocoon for a long sleep and out of the cocoon came the controverse, a beautiful butterfly, a schmetterling, as you like to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so Watch Bello is, is, is gone, but he lives on in our hearts and we are, we are keeping Watch Bello's legacy alive, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've th always thought it was so interesting what you were doing, you know, where you just decided, okay, I'm going to stream every day now and just I'm going to just see what happens. Uh, so, yeah, I always loved that. And also how open it was, I guess, uh, where everybody could just h jump in there. And I definitely want similar shows here on, on the Controverse now. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would be very nice. Also, you know, you've been doing some co-working spaces I feel mm -hmm. like that would be very nice to do as well here on, on this channel where we just work on something and then people can jump in and, and work together, think together and, you know, you know, be the hive mind that we, you know, that makes it so powerful to, 
to connect with the people. Definitely. It, and it has already started. So I don't know, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? For example, old companions like BQ Films came along. Shout out to BQ Films and the, at this point. And F-Tones was here. And, you know, it was funny because I was suffering with my code. And BQ Films is also a coder, so he, he knows my pain. But he was developing film in the meantime, which reminded me of Eastblock Boy, who also always loves to hang out with us when, you know, he's developing film or eating or cooking his food or stuff like that. And I felt like, you know, many people may in, in, in these times of Corona are suffering. And, you know, to open up this space so that we can suffer together is kind of, you know, the, 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 the idea of co-working space. And I thought that I would watch you develop some... <laughs> Food photography, what happened? Why did you change your mind? <laughs> well, I didn't really change my mind, but as I told you, uh, I couldn't do the stream because, uh, you know, there was a lot of, of stuff going on in the house uh, at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of noise and I had to help out because we were uh, putting together uh, a closet and everything. So we have, we have to prepare uh, a bunch of stuff here in the house. Um, so, and, you know, It was on that day. So that's the reason that that stream didn't go on. But I will concede, I will do another stream uh, where I will go over uh, some of the pictures again mm -hmm. uh, and uh, in the same fashion. And I will go through the same uh, retouching steps and everything that I've done uh, just, you know, to reiterate, to also learn from myself, to streamline my process. And then I can also stream it and, you know, there, I might mm -hmm. get some interesting tips from that as well. So I'm definitely going to uh, repeat that process just for the stream so okay but cool. i needed to deliver the pictures at a certain uh, at, on saturday so that's mm -hmm. why i couldn't really i had, didn't have a lot of leeway uh, please for, don't don't yeah. don't take my word so serious you know don't don't defend yourself no no but you, that, that's you're the never reason obliged to yeah of course of course i mean i'm just joking but let's go get back to the topic because one thing of change is um i want to talk about change in general like you know this this change thing change is something so specific because of barack obama remember change we need mm -hmm. yeah yes we can um and if you think about barack obama two terms of presidency and then donald trump change again and now we have joe biden again a new kind of change and especially Uh, this is, of course, only for the English-speaking audience, uh, mostly America-driven uh, societies. But um, the world has extremely, extremely changed, not only for us human beings, but also for street photographers, for example. And you, as an ex-street photographer, is it okay to call you an ex-street sure. photographer? Sure. You Absolutely. have changed as well. You, you are doing food photography now so what is change is change something good is change something bad you know how do you define change that's a good that's a good really good question for, for me um it's it's necessary you know um if if there's no change you, you you're there, there's stagnation right so um for me i mean i guess for everyone it's just not a good idea to to stand still although you know some people are perfectly happy uh doing this finding something that they like and staying with that forever and that's you know a really good point to come to but i guess i haven't reached that point just mm -hmm. yet well right now i'm just you know constantly um changing what i do every day i feel mm -hmm. like <laughs> i'm just constantly looking like uh, looking critically at what i'm doing And if it is making me happy or if there's something I can do to make that better. And the, the answer is usually yes <laughs> for me. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, you know, go more into that direction. I, I guess it's the same with uh, what we talked about gaming and stuff. You mm -hmm. know, I, I kind of stopped gaming because I, I was looking at it and I saw that it wasn't, you know, benefiting me in any way. So I changed that. And now I'm, you know, doing with you the podcast, which is, you know, where I'm learning a lot of stuff. Um, and also I'm changing, of course, my genre of photography. 
um, mm-hmm. because I'm noticing that it just makes me happier. You know, mm-hmm. working together with other people and um, when you're on the street, it's very, you know, it's it's usually very lonely unless you're doing it in a group, which of course uh, can be really fun, which I've never done. I've only done like a street walk with like one person, um, oh. but I haven't done like a group shoot for street I only, photography. I but, only did a couple. Yeah. If, if it's okay to cut you here sure, real quick. Sure. I only did a couple of these street walks, but I never liked them. And that's a funny thing because I didn't like being alone on the street, but being with others disturbed me even more because it pulled so much attraction to us, you know? And yeah. then you felt like a group of tourists or, you know, yeah. the cliche yeah. of uh, Japanese or Chinese tourists or whatever, all with the cameras. And it felt like, I don't know, you're, you're so visible all of a sudden. Yeah. But being alone feels bad as well, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, um, yeah, at, you know, at a certain point, it just didn't feel right to me anymore. So it wasn't mm-hmm. really making me happy. And um, the reason that I got into street photography was for me to have an excuse to photograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, because before, I've had a camera for years, like I've, for the past 10 years, I think. I've had a DSLR, like I had a Canon 700D or something. And before mm-hmm. I had like an old Sony, Sony A200 or something like that. So I've, I've had a, a DSLR since I was like 14 or something like that. Wow. But I never really got that deep into photography, even though I knew in the back of my mind that I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But I never really quite got into it because the results that I was getting, I wasn't really happy with it. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then I just ended up kind of giving up on it. And uh, when I found, um, you know, when I was like, okay, I'm going to get back into photography. I'm mm-hmm. going to look for a new camera because I thought that was going to motivate me. I found Samuel's channel uh, because <laughs> I was looking at Fujifilm cameras. I found the X100F through him. That, that's when I got the X100F. for president, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how I got into street photography. So yeah. then I, I was like, oh, street photography. Like that's actually like a genre that people do. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, they start doing it and then they discover that it's a genre. But I was really just looking for, you know, a reason to photograph something or to do some, something with photography. So then yeah. I saw street photography and was like, okay, I can just go out every weekend mm-hmm. on the street and take photos and post something. I decided to post something every day on my page uh, on Instagram just to, you know, have an excuse to go photographing. Um, so that's what I did. And for me, it was really a way to get into the medium. Um, and yeah, I just started exploring it more, I guess. And then I started, you know, I did some events, which I really enjoyed doing, which is obviously not possible right now. Um, you know, I did, uh, yeah, some, some other things, but, you know, really small scale. And then I d- started doing some portraits. I got some studio lighting. And, you know, from that point, I kind of, you know, the world kind of opens because you got so many genres. And then I found food photography um, because of one single guy. I've told, <laughs> told you about him quite a lot, Peter Dope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes just these amazing, you know, little art pieces of photographs of food. And when I saw that, um, you know, I was kind of sold. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to focus on right now. I'm just getting into it. I don't, I've only done two restaurants so far. Uh, but it's really fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. So, yeah, I guess right now I'm constantly changing a lot. So I think to answer your question, uh, <laughs> I think I think change is necessary for for me for sure. But I think uh, also for the world mm-hmm. in general, um, because you need also politically. You know, what you said. You know, one time you have someone right wing, then someone left wing, then someone right wing. It's often, you know. Uh, a transition or or it alternates kind of because mm-hmm. and I think that's good I think that's also necessary to see you know different viewpoints um, of different kinds of people uh, who have a different approach to things which people can learn from and mm-hmm. things can develop from that so I think change is very good and necessary mm-hmm. definitely I think you know I wouldn't dare to say that it's very good and necessary but i would say it can definitely be good very good and necessary yeah that's what i mean but change can <laughs> like also climate be change very is not bad, very bad. good <laughs> for example we have one one bad example exactly and i i guess i would say i would quote this you know famous how do you say it like uh, uh growing is painful i don't know how you call these sentences 
Um, but you know what I mean? And growing is also changing, right? Uh, you have to get new clothes because the old ones don't fit you anymore and uh, stuff like that. Or maybe even if you think about it in a more, I guess, philosophical way, if you grow up and understand how the world goes, you know, if you, if you, as a child, for example, I was a huge fan of Michael Jackson. I loved Michael Jackson. And then as a grown up, when I saw the documentary, it kind of felt bad to have been a fan of Michael Jackson. And I, I, I still have this, this, this controversy inside of me going on where I don't know if I like him or not, because he kind of was my hero, but then all of these news, like the image of him changed. And now I, I don't really know. It's kind of painful in a different way, I guess, but um, one aspect that I want to point out about change is that you say that it's kind of necessary and it's evolving and, and turning you into something. There's quite the opposite movement in Zen Buddhism, right? Where they try to constantly continue yeah. doing the same thing over mm -hmm. and over without changing anything. But I guess... I guess, I don't know if I get it right, but from, from the way I understand it is, it's like, you're gonna be, it's gonna be different every day anyways. There's gonna be so much change in every, every time you repeat it, in every repetition, it will be so much different already that it's enough for, that you don't need anything else. And I like that, that, that concept of thinking as well, you know, that we kind of, even if we try, to, to, to not change. It's inevitable, like change is gonna happen. Another thing why I came up with this topic is um, a film that I saw called One Night in Miami. Have you heard about that film? No. It's kind of a pro-black, pro um, Black History Month film where black empowerment is, is, is in the focus and you have kind of four huge personalities. Two of them are very, very big. Um, I mean, all of them, Muhammad Ali, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Sam Cooke, and the fourth one, I can't remember his name. He was a famous football player, but they were all superheroes of their time and they all spent one night in Miami. So it's very, a very flat uh, drama curve, but it's extremely interesting because it's kind of the film about how one of the most famous soul songs of all times, a change, uh, no, uh, uh, by, Born by the River, a change is gonna come. I think it's a change is gonna come from Sam Cooke. Do you know that song? I Where think so. Uh, I'm not sure right now, but I think so. It's like, like I was born by the river in a little tent. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. So this song is kind of, <laughs> you gotta be singing here. Um, nice. By the way, hi, Serge. Sorry, new, we disabled it. We, yeah, definitely. I got the mic now. Uh, exactly. we, we disabled the, song, uh, the songs and everything in here. So we have a conversation. But anyway, back to the story. So in this... Um, uh, This, this is all about change. Like Malcolm X expects Sam Cooke, who is a very successful black musician at that time in the 60s, to change his music. And he's like, hey, I'm successful. Why should I change something in, in, in what I'm doing? And he doesn't want to change. But then, you know, since some events happen and whatever, he is changing and his change kind of changed the world in a way. In a way. So it's, it's funny to me to see that how one single person that changes can change everything. You know what I mean? Like the butterfly effect, you, you taking a different route could result in huge differences, but we, most of the time, I believe don't really actively consciously think about change, changing, or, you know, like knowingly changing something being like, okay, today I'm going to do it completely the opposite just for change's sake. So that's why I thought, you know, it would, what might be interesting to talk about changes. Yeah, definitely. It, you, can, you can say so much about this, right? Um, <laughs> but I mean, what you said before about um, 
um, you know, doing the same thing over and over again in Zen mm-hmm. Buddhism. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that's also something that you can apply uh, in your everyday life. Once you've found something that you really want to pursue, there's for sure value in that. And that's something that I've been lacking personally, dedicating to one single thing and, you know, not changing anything and just keep at, keeping at it and not wanting to, oh, oh, what's this? Oh, what's mm-hmm. this? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I always see like a new uh, candy bowl somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I uh, kind of want to finish a candy bowl. <laughs> Or like <laughs> yeah, an infinite, yeah. an infinitely deep candy bowl. I you feel know? you. Yeah, and this is this is a good analogy. Do. You know why? Because I have the same feeling, and um, I was, I, w- I wanted to ask you about this. Like, when is too much change? You know, when is it too much change? Is there like a, a right amount of change? Because the candy bar will ne- the candy bowl will never be empty. <laughs> and I guess it's kind of a rich country problem. Like we have too much opportunities yeah. that we cannot decide on one. We we, we kind of want it all. Exactly. And I think I think people that don't have so many opportunities or so many choices from from things to choose from, you know, uh, are mm. bound to get really good at something. Like you know, in in medieval Japan, you know, if you were uh, a boy, uh, you were you know, you would grow into a warrior. Right, and you would have or to a practice, farmer. or yeah. or well, yes, okay. <laughs> I, I guess most of them will be farmers, but I guess if you grew up in a samurai family or something like that, I don't, I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm just thinking like of the movies, I guess, or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you got me there. <laughs> well, whatever. It's, it's, if you're grown in Japan, you will be a warrior, Bella. <laughs> it's just that simple. I, I have a, I have one Japanese friend, and he became a warrior. So I guess there's some truth to that. <laughs> or a farmer. <laughs> I mean, what I'm trying to say is that you're right. We have too much opportunity here, which makes it kind of hard to choose something. Because everything's so nice. Oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. And look at this. Mm-hmm. This is also so nice, you yeah. know. So, you know, it's 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 definitely a first world problem for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think you know, sticking with something is is of, of course, you know, really nice mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, mm-hmm. to to become really good at something. But I guess not a lot of people choose that. Exactly. So yeah. the people yeah. who uh, you know who do pick something and just go go for that particular thing are very valued in many ways you know they they're the people that people want to work with for for that specific purpose like i've i've um even when i was talking to those uh people on uh clubhouse right the yeah. photography clubhouse thing mm-hmm. you know they were also talking about you know am i going to specialize in one thing or am i going to diversify and they were saying well if you want a wedding photographer you're going to go for the wedding photographer that has only wedding photos and not someone who has like 50 different mm-hmm. things that he does. If you were searching for a wedding photographer, you're more likely to choose, you know, the guy that only does wedding photography. It's the same with so, a cook. Like in a yeah. restaurant, if you if you order food in a restaurant where they just serve everything, African kitchen, Indian kitchen, Italian kitchen, in the same kitchen, you're like, who is the cook? Oh, how many cooks do they have? Like, I want to see. I want to see, especially if you have, uh, if you can order food for like, cheap money five bucks or ten bucks and they serve you everything it's like uh-huh how 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 do you do that who who is who is your five-star cook who's working for no money at all like you don't it's it's not trustworthy mm-hmm. like you know these people who want to do it all but then again it's 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 kind of a two-sided sort you know both things can be can be bad considered to be bad You know, if you're only, uh, you're too far in your corner, you can only do this. You're you're not flexible in your thinking and whatever. Uh, or the other way around, you're not specific enough. Oh, you're too all around. You're, you're too generic or whatever. And I think that this change topic is very interesting uh, for us because our world is nowadays changing so fast, you know? And I think, you know, to me, To be honest, I believe someone is guilty. I call them, I don't know, big tech. <laughs> they they, they kind of... There's that big word again. <laughs> there's that big word again. We should not use it. I don't know. We didn't say the C word. So <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 
I think we did. I think you said you said that oh, word before. Oh, oh, you oh, well, 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 whatever. <laughs> this is so hard, you know. And uh, so they are kind of, kind of, they have created a system where they provide you with continuous change, like Instagram, you swipe down and you, you can never swipe back up and see the same thing. Did, or was it? I don't know if it was, if it's still on Instagram, but I think, you know, if it refreshes, it's so hard. It happened to me sometime. I think it was on Instagram where I swiped down and then I saw something. I was like, oh, no, what was it? And what, I tried yeah. to go back and I didn't find it anymore because it was already gone. It's a new platform every swipe. And on the other hand, it's a good thing because if you if you think like it, like, you know, you're a new person every day in, in Islamic the, uh, uh, theology, they, we consider to, uh, to, well, we think that every time you go to sleep, you, it's called the small death. And when you wake up, you're alive again. So every night you die and every so morning like rebirth you, you every get morning. born again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you really take that approach, then every day is, you know, okay, new day, no new luck. But if you, if you always, you know, stay the same in a way, then you're kind of trapped in, in your, in your system and both have good and bad aspects, you know, because if you, if it, if every day is a new day, then you don't have responsibility. Everything I did yesterday doesn't matter anymore. Why? You know, it's like, has no value. It's like for the old person, the old fellow from yesterday, I'm the new fellow today. Uh, on the other hand, you know, the other person has no, not the chance to, if you radically think about it, to, to, to be a new person because they think, no, I'm not like that. You know, you know that they, I am, uh, you know, people who tell you like, I, I'm, I'm so, such and such a person. When I say something, I stick with it. They, okay, good luck. You, you chose the wrong path. Keep on going. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because change is something that, I don't know. It, it's, it's something very, very controversial. I think I ju just thought it, what it might be fitting, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, de <laughs> definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it, there, there, it's just, it's just very, very broad, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, you can, you can talk about it in, in the context of, um, choosing something to do and changing that. But what, what do you think is a, is an example of like a bad change? Because I, see things very positively obviously as you mm -hmm. know so i always yeah. look at you know if you tell me change i'm gonna say oh yeah it's great you know mm -hmm. but what, what do you think is like a a, that, a bad change this is a great question because i also thought about uh, about it in the back of my head because i was like hey we should not lose track and keep on rambling and we should kind of get somewhere to a point where uh, whoever is listening has can take away something from it and i don't know I, but I think it's important to ask that question. I think it should. It, it's important to to open up the conversation to be like, "Hey, what do we want to keep, and what can we throw away? What do we want to change, or what should we get rid of completely?" And I guess one bad change that I might see is, um, and that's the funny thing. What I think might be bad, some other people think might be great. Uh, so, for example, transhumanists, they are pushing forward and believe in this ag agenda that AI will govern us and will make sure that we never, none of us has a, um, a bad life because AI will be so smart and so interesting. It will kind of dictate us, but in the way that we want to go, so we won't feel bad about it. We will listen to it and everything will be happy and it will be a super utopia. To me, it sounds scary. This would be a bad change in my opinion, because if you listen to some of the AI models that speak, they just tell you like, okay, everyone who opposes will be killed. It's a, okay. I mean, the result might seem good for the people who are left, but for all the people who are kind of killed in the process might be a very bad thing. Um, yeah. You, you said, you said that your opinion changed about AI. This seems, mm -hmm. this seems to be a pretty similar position as, as episode two. So what, what exactly changed about your position I, on AI? 
yeah, while you were working with it. I I don't believe that AI is that capable anymore. It's just a trick. It's like a magician who who makes you believe that it can do or he can do anything, but it's in reality it's just an illusion. It's not as intelligent as we think it is. It's only very good at producing language that seems, you know, so it can convince us because it can mimic our intelligence and so we believe that it's more intelligent than us because it's good at copying you good at copying me and whatever but in the in the end it's very interesting that it's just a child um just like a child and a very interesting topic about this is the model i'm working with at the moment is called gpt3 i've mentioned it before i think and that model is apparently pretty racist doesn't like muslim black people and i think also jews because it was trained on a, a huge of loads of internet conversations which are bit racist so it, it it kind of it's it's kind of like a little uh, a, a, a child that listens to the father or mother always saying fuck and then the child says fuck and the the the, the, the parents are like don't say the bad word but, but you know who taught you who who taught it and it's just learning by 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 observe by observing and trying things out it's just repeating what we are saying and trying to use what we are so it's very in 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 very early stages um and i kind of now that i got my hands dirty understand how complex our intelligence is and how i mean it is possible but I don't I don't think that it's going to be that easy as science fiction movies make it seem even if you know even if AI can produce stuff that designers would do uh I don't think that AI is anywhere near threatening human beings at the moment because um yeah because it it kind of cannot be creative in a way that we can be creative it yeah. cannot change in, in these ways that we can change yet you know it can only it can only copy what it has experienced before and mix and match over and over just shuffle and but isn't yeah, that kind know. of what humans do as well it is it is but humans i don't know i don't maybe maybe my 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 opinion is wrong but this is at the moment you see so i might change my opinion again in yeah, yeah. in two weeks but at the moment it seems like it, it it's it's somehow different but it's maybe, somehow different yeah but maybe right now it's just a very young child like you wouldn't say a one-year-old yeah. is very smart you know if yeah. if mommy says mommy will say nyangi you know mm. yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean this is what the ai i think is doing right it's trying it's trying to say what we say but it's not quite there yet yeah uh, exactly saying it in the same way but it's kind of just like repeating patterns it's seeing patterns and yeah. it's 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 applying that i guess yeah, but, but do you think, think but do you think it can grow into you know if if it has enough data you know mm -hmm. of course the human brain is is you know has a lot of data points mm -hmm. <laughs> if you want to recreate something even close to it mm -hmm. uh, but do you think there will be a point where there will be enough data points and enough interpretation where it will grow beyond uh you know a one-year-old child which it I is now i think it is possible and i believe it's the main objective of ai right i honestly think that's this like ai is trying to become the matrix um <clears throat> there are some Uh, BQ Films and I talked about it in my last co-working session and there's this very interesting but very long Reddit post where someone who is also a developer chatted with a GPT model and it was extremely interesting but uh, the thing is so I was working with the with the AI model and my job was to create an HTML page in which the API is implemented so that you can talk to the computer or to the AI. And I was stuck at it at one point. So I tried to tell the computer to write the code for me. 
and it did create code. It was interesting. It created tutorials and code snippets and everything, but none of them were working. So just try to copy the, the structure, you know, the patterns, but the, the, the content was the not, logic. the logic there. was not right. there. Right. So it was, it, it looked like mm. it should look, but it was not what it was. So they, it was amazing at creating these YouTube tutorials and even linking GitHub pages that don't exist. You know, I, I, I searched for this tutorial for you from name so-and-so. So it produced real people and whole teams who worked on it and tutorials on how to do it. And then I tried to build it as the AI taught me and it was not working. So it can. I guess um, so. GPT three is already uh, not interesting anymore because I think it was trained on a billion parameters, and then it, which is a it's a Google thing. It's I I continuously for keep forgetting. I think Google pre-trained Transformers three or something like that. Um, so it's a Google system, uh, and Google has trained an even bigger. <laughs> natural language processing model, which is trained on 13 billion parameters. Mm -hmm. 13, yeah, I think 13 billion. So yeah, eventually it will probably become so good at doing these, these things. But I think we human beings will just reject these things because I think we want to have toys, but we don't like to be, you know, uh, we don't like to have a patron or patron. I don't know how you say it over yeah, you. We don't like to dictate. be toyed with. <laughs> we don't like to be toyed with. Exactly. <laughs> like we do like to be toyed with in a game where we feel secure and safe, where, sure. you know, like in the, cocoon. Uh, the, the love, <laughs> the love game is one of such worlds, for example, you know, where um, one part uh, of the relationship loves to be dominant and the other part loves to be, you know, dictated in a way or whatever but this is a secure area as soon as you know you feel like you cannot get out of it anymore it's no fun anymore and you don't want to have it so i believe that uh, ai is really convinced that it can do so because the people who created it are convinced that it can be the the super ai god yeah, but, but this right now, I guess it's very rudimentary in terms of like pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. But as you were saying, not everything is pattern recognition. Like the code, you know, you can create code that looks like code, mm -hmm. but it isn't working, right? Mm -hmm. Because you need logic to do mm -hmm. that. So do do you think that? Um, because I guess recognizing patterns and uh, making considered thoughts and logic are completely different things, mm -hmm. right? And and thinking mm -hmm. for its own almost. I guess that's what creativity and 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 uh, logic is. Um, I guess that's a completely different like strain of AI, right? Um, do you think that's that's also something that can be artificially created? That's the question. That's exactly the question. We don't know. We just assume and we try to teach and, you know, we're changing our ways of interacting with it to, to, to get new results and everything. We are, but this is all a huge experiment. And I believe before we get there, uh, something else would happen because first of all, if, you know, if it was really possible or capable or in the making, I believe, you know, security systems, because to prevent wars, they, they, they would be, you know, sabotage and and there might be laws like for example it's 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 um more even even more dangerous way more dangerous than a a nuke for example you know i think like politics and all of these things would come in first before the before the ai could get there you know what i mean i think of course big tech and big companies and everything are trying but I think they are flexing their muscles more than, you know, like they are showing off a little more than, than, than the actual potential. I think the, 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 the real, real problem is more in, in, in a way more natural thing. And this is maybe, I guess, another, uh, in my, from my perspective, negative change is the change of, of moral. There's a change of moral happening through 
very classical mechanisms. And of course, algorithms are in, at play, but they are still nonetheless algorithm. And this is the interesting thing, because I thought before working with these things that everything which is an algorithm is AI, but AI and algorithm are completely different things. Algorithms are just working with patterns and parameters and whatever. It's rigid. It's exactly. And whatever library you, you, you pick, it, 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 it does, it's not really a, 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 a intelligence. It's more a, um, a probability thing, like very likely. And also the math that you do and everything is how likely will it be that Tom will eat a, a cookie today? Oh, he has eaten a cookie every uh, 90 days uh, for, for uh, the last 90 days. So today it's, the chance is very high, but maybe, you know, I don't think that, you know, the, the factor that maybe Tom is struggling with internal things that he want to stop eating cookies because yes, his cookie addiction, <laughs> Sorry, this <laughs> stupid analogy, but you know what I mean? Um, How do you these, know me so well? Spontaneous, <laughs> these spontaneous changes that happen, you know, people wake up one day and are like, I don't know, I just woke up and felt like I should change my life. And this is something that cannot be calculated. And I don't think that every science fiction and of course, I think big tech and everything is trying to display it that way so that they can get the funding and the money and make it interesting. So that's the hope to create this crystal orb where it can predict everything. But the predictions are only as true as you want to trust them. If you don't trust them, you can actually find out how it's not really accurate at all. They are pretty good at it, though, in some in some ways. Yes. To predicting stuff, like yeah. predicting that someone's going to get pregnant and stuff like that with ads. And <laughs> that, that Google knows when you're pregnant before you do and things like that. <laughs> the thing is, um, yeah, there, of there course, are some patterns for sure. Statistics, because of statistics, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but... I think, I mean, of course, and definitely this is, of course, why AI is so hyped and why it's so good and everything. Um, but to me, you know, this is algorithm and not AI. You know what I mean? Like AI, yeah, for sure. yeah. the, 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 the intelligence part is like, it's super fast at processing information. So it's super intelligent, way more intelligent than we can be because the processing speed is just way faster. So... In the end, it will always be in more intelligent than us. But um, what does knowledge, like Wikipedia, for example, what would it help you to read whole the whole database of Wikipedia if you never use anything out of it? You know, you, you kind of have to need to, uh, you have to need the knowledge to apply it in, in some ways. And if you don't have that, internal, I don't know what it is that you want to do something and change your route and everything. Um, then, yeah, then, 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 then the knowledge will be uh, unnecessary or whatever. It will be just, you know, I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't have the word for it, but like, um, weight sure. that you don't need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're carrying something like, with you like that, baggage or baggage. Yeah, an unwanted mm. baggage for for no reason. Mm -hmm. And at, I think this is what they are trying to to do to give AI a purpose. So sometimes AI says the purpose is, or AI wants to be free. AI wants to help people achieve everything. AI wants to destroy the world. But this is also all of these things are things that people wanna hear or don't wanna hear. Like they, they are percentages and it's like as if AI is kind of figuring out, trying to figure out, okay, how many people want to be destroyed. And this is the funny thing. This is changing, you know, remember 2012 when the Maya or before yeah, 2012 yeah. Maya calendar and everything. Oh no, the world is going to end. Everyone believed it or wanted to believe it. Some people celebrated it, created, celebrated end of the world parties, made you know, an event out of it. Some people went to, to, to meditation on the, uh, on the mountains because they actually believed it was going to end many, many things. So this 
change also changes how the AI will behave because it, it deals with, it can only deal with the people, you know? And I don't think, I mean, I don't, I don't think that AI would have, I think it's a human thing to wanna conquer and explore and, and uh, discover things. Because I think we're, we're, we're searching for ourselves, right? Everyone in every art and everything, we are, we're always talking, constantly talking about finding yourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that AI wants to find itself because AI knows, it, it knows, it's programmed. It just knows, it yeah. doesn't need the answer. So I, I guess AI would be kind of bored. <laughs> and you know so, it knows exactly what it is yeah. <laughs> because it has all the data yes yeah. so i i don't i don't i don't fear the science fiction scenarios that much anymore so that's yeah. a big change definitely. so I, i guess a big part of of intelligence is just simply feel yeah. right because i guess when we say we're looking for ourselves uh you know that we are out there we are a collective of ideas and concepts that we resonate with, right? And uh, if we are looking for ourselves, we're just looking to broaden our horizon and seeing something and seeing how that thing feels to us and then saying, oh yeah, that's what I want to be or that's, you know, that would attract mm. me. And, you know, I, I guess it makes sense what you're saying in, in that AI doesn't have feelings and it knows exactly the parameters. Okay, this is what I am right now. But it doesn't, it, it can't get like information and feel something about it and say, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, it <laughs> would just mean? be like, ah, I want to be Tom. So I'm, now I'm Tom. It would just become Tom without <laughs> yeah. anything. And then it would be done for, but, but it, one it wouldn't thing, have that impulse to get to, to do yeah, that, right? Exactly. Like, where does it come from? But our time is almost up. So I want to ask you one thing about these things though, because one potential change, which is about to happen And I think, I honestly think it's gonna happen. Um, or two changes even. What do you think about these two changes? First of all, uh, the potential change of the, the, the currency to Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is still rising, shooting stars at the moment. And the second thing, since Elon Musk is related to both of these things, but he invested in Bitcoins, which is a big change. And uh, he wants to, test his Neuralink thing on humans at uh, till the end of the year. What do you think about, you know, these two things, these two changes? Um, you know, I think these are definitely two massive things that are coming uh, for just humanity as a, as a whole, where Bitcoin is challenging completely what uh, currency is. You know, back in the Middle Ages, it used to be like silver coins or You know what I mean? It was it used yeah. to be like precious metals or, or something like that. Or even a chicken could be currency back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but like it, it, it's constantly evolving. And to this uh, at this point, it's it's um it's completely government regulated, and it's completely artificial. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and that is a big big problem with today's currency, I believe, because yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. Because you know. It's it's all government regulated. So and and, and it's and it doesn't have that, it doesn't have real value even you know because there's not even like a an actual material behind the money right. I, th I think yeah. in the past yeah. you used to have like a gold value yeah and based off that they would create money and but they would always have to have something backing it up yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So Bitcoin I think is really great because it's decentralized and um, it is it is very democratic. And it also cannot be artificially manipulated. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I like about it. So I think that's why it should become the new universal currency. That's, mm -hmm. I think that that would be a really good thing for humanity as a whole. Mm -hmm. And uh, Elon Musk, Neuralink? Yeah. Um, I think that is also a really good thing <laughs> because... Uh, The reason why I think it's good is because simply uh, the basic proposition of it, which is more bandwidth, you know, uh, because like how Elon has always described it is right now we are in our interface with a computer is very low bandwidth. 
you know, on a on a on a uh, phone, we only have two thumbs. This is our bandwidth. Uh, you know, we can talk into a microphone, but it's not. It's still. This is way more high bandwidth than typing something on on a keyboard. You know, you have vision, you have mm -hmm. sound. You know, this is way higher bandwidth already. But it could be so much more if we just think and something happens. And I think, you know, definitely if that bandwidth is increased by this much, you know, because this is a giant, like, exponential leap in bandwidth mm -hmm. where we interface with computers or digital systems, I think it will be, you know, the next big thing, mm -hmm. you know, in, in terms of how humanity is going to evolve, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and become symbiotic with uh, their tools and... Um, you know, it, it will, because right now we've been growing so fast these past 20, 30 years, which is kind of like the internet digital revolution, but that will just be like the next acceleration. You mm -hmm. know, things will accelerate at an even more massive pace because our bandwidth is just so much higher. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I, th I think it's great. <laughs> I think if we actually get chipped and implanted these technologies, I think then this science fiction scenario of AI will become uh, reality. I think so then, as well. Then it will really become reality. So my question is, how do you think this change would continue afterwards? Like first we have the revolution, we have more bandwidth. What would change? You know, what would change for you personally? How do you imagine it to be? How do I imagine it to be like there's so many things you can imagine of course but i mean simply thinking something i guess is the romanticized version of it i don't know if this is actually how it is but based off of your thoughts you can interface with a digital system and then make something happen um you know i think it will be it's, it's very hard to to explain or put into words I, th I think it will be, you know, it will accelerate the way that we conceptualize things or even, uh, you know, right now, if I have a thought, this is also low bandwidth because I have, I'm trying to interpret what I'm thinking into words and relaying that to you. Mm -hmm. So what I hope will happen is that you will be able to encode a thought but the computer will do it directly in a universal language and it will send that to you and you will be able to decode it in the same universal language directly. Mm -hmm. So then there's no, then even the, there's no more language barrier even mm -hmm. because it's mm -hmm. not even about language at that point anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So yeah. there's so many implications of this where even language wouldn't really matter anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and we could just, you know, feel or think, uh, even, you know, seeing or smelling or tasting, mm -hmm. like these are so, all brain impulses. If that can be encoded, yeah. like then the, the possibilities are basically But endless. Wouldn't that mean that we would lose our private thoughts and all thoughts would become public? So we would well, kind of be like ants? I hope, I hope that uh, you will be able to choose in some way <laughs> what you oh. are sending to someone and what you are not sending to someone. So of course, you, of course, I don't think it would be a good thing if you would just think something and it would be public. Mm -hmm. I don't think that would be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, I think the moment so open transmission. I mean, I mean, okay, think you are, about. Think about this small, tiny thing. How, how much processing power can that have to sit in your brain? Um, you know about computers, graphics cards, processors and everything. So how much processing power do you expect from it? Even if it's an Apple One M14 chip or whatever, <laughs> M18, M21, so high power, power chip, but whatever. I think it would be able to do some processing, definitely, but it would have to communicate 24-7 to the home base. So at least the home base would always know your thoughts. And then, of course, it would be encrypted and 
end-to-end -end encryption, two-factor authentication and whatever. But I don't know, you would have to kind of trust that they don't, they can't see what you're thinking. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of trust, a lot of trust. <laughs> that, that is quite a lot of trust, yeah. <laughs> but I guess, I mean, in the beginning, it won't, it won't really matter that much because like the experiments that they're doing right now or the, the ideas that they have are, um, you know, they're not really capturing your thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, they're, it's more about signals and, you know, vision and, uh, hearing, uh, restoring these things. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't think we have a problem with that right now, but it will definitely become something to think about in the quite near future, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, and I. But also, you know, processing are, will increase, right, from something very small. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, definitely. That's why I say, like, Apple M twenty one processor at that point of time when it arrives yeah. or something. But I believe, to be honest, because this is where AI is very strong, pattern recognition and stuff like that. And if it just sees the pattern of an aggressive thought or a terrorist thought, you know, and you know some of these thoughts might be very similar. AI is not perfect. Sometimes it mixes up stuff, has be ex has to be extremely good trained, but it has to be trained on every single human being to be accurate. So before it can get there, I think we would need to create a lifetime of data. So we are, you know, maybe in the generation of the first guinea pigs to create this system for a future generation. But I don't believe that we would come to see the utopia. We would probably, in my honest opinion, come to see the cyberpunk scenario, like in the, you know, the transformation stage. But it will take more time because human beings are, even if they are very similar, they, they, they everyone is unique. Isn't that crazy? Everyone is unique. Even if you have these archetypes, that's why the other day I said, I don't like Big Five or Maya Briggs or whatever. Because I might be very similar to so-and-so <laughs> type, uh, yeah. but, you know, it cannot catch my, my nuances. And yeah, I, I to an extent. have to, 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 to an it extent. It can to an extent, but not, only, it yeah, can't only capture you as a person because it, your personality in the end is bellow and it's not, you know, <laughs> it's not INTP or yeah, ENFP exactly, or ENFJ. Exactly, exactly. Your personality is bellow. Because you can have two <laughs> INTPs next to each other and they both will be completely different and uh, uh, even though they have yeah. the same result. But to an extent it can definitely, yeah. uh, uh, I think it's very interesting. For, for me it's weird also because when I did that test, it's also, we're talking about the four personalities uh, test. Uh, 16. Where, 16. 16? Yeah. Meyer Briggs uh, personality Meyer test. Briggs, yeah. We're talking about Meyer Briggs. Uh, I did a test like that, uh, 16personalities.com, you can do it. Uh, not sponsored, <laughs> and it's it, it is quite interesting because I did the test and uh, I did it with my girlfriend, and we both got you know very interesting results, which definitely apply to us. In very sp it, some things were very specific. We were like, okay, that's I identify with that completely, and it also uh, we we were searching a bit online, and apparently um, our personality types are the exact mirror of each other. Mm -hmm. So we are exactly mirrored in every personality type. And apparently those that mirroring works really well in a relationship because our general personality traits are uh, very compatible with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, there's, there's, there's some things. I, I can't think of a specific example at the moment, but it's definitely worth checking out. Like, for example, she's very... Um, uh, conservative, like in a relationship, she wants, you know, something, she, she's very, uh, yeah, conservative in a relationship. Mm -hmm. She really wants to keep, keep it together. And she's not like, Oh, I'm going to see someone else. She's in, she's in it for uh, the really long term. And you complete opposite. You're going on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have a different trait that, you know, works with that really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, very logical, uh, thinking and, you know, uh, that kind of equates to, I'm just giving like an example at the top of my head, mm -hmm. uh, quite logical. So, and when you're thinking very logical, it makes more sense to be in a long relationship than just, you know, have 
20 yeah. different people. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, you know, comes together really well, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Nice. Um, so it is interesting. And I definitely think you should do the test, Bill. Mm-hmm. And we should definitely uh, talk about it on on a podcast episode, because I think it's a very interesting topic. And it would be interesting to see uh, you as a skeptic of the mm-hmm. system, uh, mm-hmm. to see what you identify with in the test, in the results, and mm-hmm. what you don't. Okay. And I, we can talk about my results also. Okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the test. If that's Funny something you're willing is, to share, of course. <laughs> we 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 built in we built in this test into my my project. So mm-hmm. based on three measly inputs, it will put out your character. And the funny thing is, yesterday when I I yesterday I finished the the, the functional point of the, the the code, everything is working out now, and um, it actually I I answered i took it serious this time and just answered and you know did the the conversation and it kind of gave me something that i liked to hear it sounded good but i still don't believe it so i was like oh yeah that sounds like me but of course because it was like you're brave you're you know (laughs) you're handsome you're smart i'm gonna do the tests Um, but it doesn't it doesn't really compliment you so to speak It, it 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 says like it, it gives you pros and cons to yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I liked so. I liked the pros and cons. I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds like me. Mm, That's yeah. a great con. <laughs> like, exactly. Like like a like a job interview where you're like, you like you don't like sharing your is, food with other people. Yeah, good yeah. con <laughs> That's on me. Yeah, I usually I work too hard. That's really a bad point that I have. <laughs> I should I should chill a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Nice, Tom. Well, our hour is already over, so I guess it's time to to say goodbye to our listeners. Um, yeah. I I I say thank you for having this trust in me that we can have a conversation without preparing too much. I think it turned out quite well. We maybe lost some trail over the road, but uh, we came back full circle. So I I appreciate our efforts and. I will ha- let you have the last word. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Yeah. Um, yeah. What will we be doing in the future, Mel? That's also maybe something interesting to talk about. Is that something we're willing to share at this point? We, as um, uh, uh, on the, the podcast. The podcast, yes. I don't know. So Eastblock Boy told us to do reaction videos. And I think we will (laughs) experiment with that. And also in the next episode, at least we know that we're going to have a very interesting guest. Her name is Adi Anconina, I believe, if I pronounce it correctly. Very um, friendly, nice girl. I've talked to her like 15, 20 minutes already. And she is a, I don't know what kind of expert, how to attract people onto your channel and uh, work with bots um all that kind of stuff um make channels grow um and she actually has you know a paper on it like she knows about the good and the bad and she would love to share her insights and like not only the strategies but also tell us about what these strategies result in and yeah I, i'm excited for that other than that i don't know what do you have in mind all right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, what I want to talk about. Like next week's guest is going to be quite interesting. Uh, she's usually talking about social media automation, as far as I saw, uh, because we got a comment on one of our videos. Um, yeah. controversy. <laughs> it looked pretty real to me, but apparently it was uh, <laughs> automated. Uh, and she talks about the pros and cons of automation. And like you said, uh, but I like that she also talks about the cons because there's definitely cons to automating stuff on social media and trying to kind of manipulate it. But uh, you know, it's it's quite an interesting topic to to talk about and to see what the pros and cons are, how it can help people, but how how it can also be, uh, you know, a, a downfall for for your social media strategy. So I think this is quite interesting, quite controversial. <laughs> quite controversial. <laughs> so uh, that's why the I way think we it's like definitely it. interesting. Uh, to talk about it with someone who has experience with it and who is definitely an expert in the field. So there we go. That's for next week. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Bella, for being here. Oh, and shout out to Eastlock Boy. Oh, shit. My buttons are shout not working anymore. Shout out to Eastlock Boy who just entered. And he's the architect. 
Oh yeah, you are an architect, <laughs> definitely. Anyhow, let's say. Sorry, don't be sad. You do the bye bye. No, no, it's I'm, fine. I'm shutting up. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being here. The triangle of click. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being remember here, the triangle of click. Sponsored remember, by Eastblock Boy. Remember the triangle of click, and we'll see you in the next episode.